Hey, this is Tim Jones, creator of the Sour Grapes comic strip, and you're listening to Soul Wizard on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to Soul Wizard. You're thinking, you said people are going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 393 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Wizard. And the experts, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagan. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got news to discuss. we got a bunch of trailers that we got to talk about that debuted at the Super Bowl. And then we've got our full season review of the Book of Boba Fett from Disney+. Plus. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing? Marcellus Reagans, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I finally downloaded the Good Pods app like you've been telling me to do for months. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, I switched over all my podcasts to uh, Good Pods. And it's cool. It's very cool. It's uh, It's a good way to... You know, get, keep everything organized. You can uh, leave messages and rate each episode, which is pretty cool. Uh, I discovered a new show called uh, White People Won't Save You. Uh, shout out to the uh, Home Video Hustle podcast for uh, suggesting that. Uh, and it's basically two guys that talk about movies that have the uh, white savior complex, like uh, The Blind uh, Side. I it's just like two white guys that would just like <laughs> fuck people over and like leave them in bad situations. No, I'm sure that's a that's a documentary on like Netflix somewhere. It's <laughs> just every day. It's <laughs> a podcast called Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Good Pods is pretty cool. So if you are, you know, there's a gazillion places where you can listen to the podcast. But if you want to check out something that's a little bit more interactive, um, and even some podcasts even have, um, you know, where you can tip them, you can send them a little money or whatever, uh, Good Pods is pretty cool. So I would definitely suggest checking it out. I waited months, even though Joey told me to do it earlier, but uh, it's pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, real quick, what did you think of the Super Bowl halftime show? Oh, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was fantastic. Um, it, it seemed quicker than – it seemed like – low somewhat lower key than the other halftime shows. You know what I mean? There's no drones or fireworks <laughs> like inside of the, the, the venue. Uh, but I thought all well, of the performances were really, really good. When you have to cut out like full verses of your song because they're super <laughs> expensive or filled with the wrong type of content for grandma watching the Super Bowl, I guess it makes it a lot shorter. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, how the hell are you? I have been better. <laughs> What's the matter, Aubrey? What's going on? everything <laughs> this is not new but uh, has anything new happened to make you hate everything or is it just the usual stuff the usual oh, i thought she was gonna say her team lost the super bowl that's why she's like mad i don't understand football <laughs> do you have any thoughts on the halftime show 
Yeah, it sucked when I watched it because my friends wouldn't stop talking, but mm-hmm. I've watched it a couple times after that, and it's been better. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to try to cheer you up with talking nerd for about an hour, if that's okay with you. Joey, how are you doing? I am great. I'm great, man. I am just like living the dream right now, man. We had a great Valentine's Day and a great weekend. I had my birthday dinner weekend. So I had my birthday dinner this weekend and it was great. Uh, Every year, my mother-in-law will cook you anything you want within reason, obviously, but anything you want for your birthday. So we all pick different weird stuff and we have our birthdays. My birthday I picked was to recreate a school lunch for when I was in high school. Uh, one day, one day every week was chicken nugget day and they would give you chicken nuggets, corn, mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah. And it was like the day when even kids who didn't normally get hot lunch would get hot lunch. <laughs> so people would like run through the hallways, like checking each other into the walls and like throwing each other down stairwells to get ahead of each other, to get in line, to get chicken nuggets. It was cutthroat. It was crazy. So I, I just was like, man, I would love to just have that kind of meal again. So I went to the store in the morning. I got, I went to uh, the cheapest grocery store I could find. I'm not going to name the name because maybe you don't know what it is if you're not uh, a listener from around here. But I went to the like low budget grocery store. I found like the bags of chicken nuggets that say like 100 percent beaks and claws. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought like all store band, brand gross stuff and I, I brought it home and we cooked it up and and I got some tater tots, too, because my son doesn't like mashed potatoes. So I don't want to be a, ja- a jackass and make him not be able to eat. But, yeah, man, we had a good time. We had a good time. Just hang out with my family and then watch Super Bowl. Uh, it was a weird Super Bowl because I didn't have any rooting interest whatsoever. No players that I cared about or didn't care about. Obviously, my team wasn't in it, so I didn't have that. But there were no rival teams or teams I hated mm-hmm. to cheer against. So it was just a very strange experience watching it but barely caring. Yeah. I didn't care either, but I like football. So as long as someone is playing, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, it's an, I, I always watch it for like the pageantry and I like I like the game. But in terms of like being absolutely batshit nuts while watching it, like it, it was nice to not have to for once. <laughs> just you, fucking relax. I was going to say, haven't you but, had enough experience of getting batshit crazy during the Super Bowl? Like haven't hasn't that happened enough in your life? No, no. it's never <laughs> enough. <laughs> it's never enough. But I did enjoy the halftime show. I really liked the halftime show. It was a lot of fun. And it was funny because Colin came in as it was starting. and was like, oh, it's a halftime show. And then he's like, how do you know the words to all these songs? <laughs> I'm like, don't worry about it. And I'm like doing the whole verses to like California love and stuff. So it was funny. It was funny, but it was a good time. So it's been a good week for me. But enough about us. And let's, uh, you know what? Let's talk about us a little bit more. Marcellus Reagans, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Is Your Podcast? All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, so definitely get at us. 
You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. I have to go now. My planet needs me. <laughs> it's been a long time since we played that sound drop on the podcast. Got us in trouble last time we did. All right. Well, that, <laughs> my friends, uh, is the intro. It's time to talk about news. Marcellus Reagans, let's drop the drop and let's talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right. So this week in nerdy news, uh, before we get to the trailers that dropped, I wanted to ask... Just wanted to get your opinions on a little news story that broke uh, earlier today. It looks like finally, after years and years, they're finally getting around to making the next Star Trek movie. Uh, this one uh, brings back the cast from the other movies, Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Simon Pegg. Uh, the fourth Star Trek movie will start production later this year. This one will not be directed by J.J. Uh, he will be producing it, but uh, the director is the guy that directed all of those episodes of WandaVision. This is his uh, his jump into the feature film game. Uh, so, yeah, now that we have a brand new director, what do you think of a new Star Trek film? Let's go to our resident Star Trek expert, Aubrey. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I want another Star Trek movie. Did you like the last one? The third one? Yeah. Not really. I, didn't, I mean, the first one was okay, but I'm, I'm also more of a Next Generation fan rather than the original series. Mm-hmm. So maybe if they made a Next Generation movie, I would be okay, but I don't really care about the original. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. All right, Joy. What about you, dude? You know how I feel about Star Trek. <laughs> I hate Star Trek. I'm not a Star Trek guy at all. Yeah, um, not the, a big fan. But the first one was iteration good. of Star Trek. But the first one was good, though, right? Yeah, I liked the first one enough, but not enough to be like, I like Star Trek. Like, come on. Like that, <laughs> it would, that would take a lot. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Not I never even... saw the second one or the third one. So. <laughs> the third one's got your girl in it. Um. Oh fuck! What's her name? The it's chick. A long list. So. <laughs> <laughs> the chick from uh, uh, Prisoners of Ghostland. Oh, so- Sophia Boutel. Yes, her. Yeah, she's in it. What the fuck? I love Star Trek now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I I got to be honest with you. You you can't even recognize her. They put her in so much alien makeup. You you won't even recognize her at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's my fetish. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, that that broke today. New Star Trek is coming soon, so everybody get ready. All right, so let's talk about these trailers. We had a few trailers that dropped, uh, big movies and uh, other things that are coming out this year. Let's start with our, oh, you know what? I got to wheel out the Padnick Colt 45. We'll uh, give a fuck a meter. So that uh, get your uh, your opinions zero to five. How much do you give a fuck about these movies coming out? 
So number one on the list is Doctor Strange in a Multiverse of Madness. This one drops May 6th. We got a new trailer with some new footage. Uh, and the internet seems to have positive thoughts about it. What do you guys think? Joey, what do you think of the trailer? On a give a fuck a meter, zero to five, how do you feel? Uh, well, right off the bat, five out of five on the give a fuck a meter. Okay. I am so pumped for this movie. And not just because it has Wanda in it. But that is a, a big reason why. Also, yeah. uh, I'm also very scared, uh, very uh, scared uh, of what's going to happen to her in this movie because it seems like she's being set up as a bad guy, and that's fucked up. Um, she should be the hero. In fact, when she's not on screen, all the other characters should be asking where she is and what she's doing <laughs> um, for the whole movie. <laughs> uh, no, I, this looks great. Uh, I'm excited to see what Sam Raimi's going to do. It's, he hasn't directed a movie since the terrible Oz movie he made with James Franco. Yep. Um, so uh, I'm excited to see what he's going to do coming back visually. I'm excited for the storyline. Uh, I'm excited for the cameos, but I don't think that the cameos are what makes the movie. So there should be fun to see some of these wacky cameos and everybody's throwing everything out there under the sun possible uh, for cameos. But it's exciting. I love Marvel stuff. This looks like top tier shit. I mean, five out of five. Come on, bro. Come on. All right. All right. Aubrey, what about you? What did you think of the trailer and a, a zero to five? How much do you give a fuck? The trailer looked awesome and I didn't, I'd give it a five. I mean, the first oh. uh, Dr. Strange movie, I remember I wasn't too excited about but once I saw it. It was, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan of Benedict Cumberbatch because I think he looks like he's been hit by a frying pan, <laughs> but um, <laughs> he actually does a pretty good job at Dr. Strange. So I'll give him that. Um, but I mean, this trailer looks phenomenal. I'm super excited to see, uh, Wanda in it. I like the psychological factor of Doctor Strange and, and kind of how it makes you think. Um, mm-hmm. So I do. I am excited. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, I myself, I'm going to give it a four. You know, hearing about the weeks and weeks of reshoots that they had to do does not foster any kind of um, positivity, I would say, towards it. But the trailer looked badass without knowing what the hell is going on. It just looks trippy. Uh, there's two Wandas in it, Joey. So you know you might have uh, you double your fun in that one, dude. Well, I think that was one of my dreams the other night. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness drops May sixth, and uh, obviously we will be talking about it. All right. So then the next trailer, uh, this one is. Damn it. Let's see. I want to say it's a part three, but it's actually a part six. It's Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, this one's going to be dropping June tenth. We got a big fat trailer showing a lot more scenes, showing the returning heroes and also the older characters from the last trilogy. So, Aubrey, what did you think of Jurassic World Dominion trailer and uh, zero to five? How do you feel? Um, I'm going to give it about a three. I mean, the last Jurassic Park movie wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, I kind of don't really care to see anymore. I don't. I don't really know how they can keep it going and it's it's starting to feel like fast and furious and we know how much i love that <laughs> so i'm gonna give it a three just because it has dinosaurs but other than that i mean i don't really care too much mm-hmm. all right all right joy what about you dude am i the only person in the entire world i feel like the only person in the entire internet that remembers how terrible fallen turddom was uh no i don't think so it it feels like it because everyone 
that we interact with a lot or well, I interact with a lot through our, our social media, a lot of our friends, fellow podcasters, they're just over the moon about this Jurassic World trailer. And, and I mean, it looks fine, but uh, the last movie was terrible. It was terrible. Do we not remember when the like <laughs> clone child <laughs> like, released dinosaurs on the world? <laughs> Do we not remember any of this? The movie was awful. Um, so I'm not excited about that. Uh, the last movie was terrible. The first one was okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the best we have out of your trilogy is one movie was okay. And uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is hot. <laughs> yes. That does make me kind of, I mean, it might bump up my score a little bit. But, <laughs> um, anyway, she can direct my episode of the Mandalorian anytime. Let me tell right. you. Um, but I, I'm just not that excited about it. And, and I, I don't think, Jeff Goldblum returning to a franchise is a big pull for me because the last time that happened, we got Independence Day resurgence. So uh, it's not exactly like he's browsing the scripts much. He might be looking at the checks that are coming, but he's Mm -hmm. not not exactly looking at the scripts. So uh, I'm not a huge Jurassic Park guy. I'm not a huge Jurassic World trilogy guy. And outside of Bryce Dallas Howard being hot, I have nothing making me excited to see this except that I have to watch for the show. And hopefully they'll change my mind when we're in the theater. Yep. But I'm not looking forward to a three-hour fucking Jurassic World movie. Uh, two out of two out of five for me. Ooh, two out of two. Yikes! All right. Well, uh, I do remember how bad the last movie was. <laughs> so yeah, you tell me part three is coming. I'm like, yeah, whatever. But this trailer looks amazing, dude. I'm sorry, it looks amazing. No matter how bad the last movie was, I think uh, they they're hitting it right tone i think the settings look pretty cool uh and the fact that you get the original trilogy the the older guys from the other trilogy back i think that's pretty dope so uh yeah i'm gonna give this a four uh, wow. no nah, you know what four. you know what nah, i'm not nah, nah, i'm gonna give it a three <laughs> i'm gonna give it a three because just because the trailer looks awesome doesn't necessarily that the movie's gonna be good i mean but the trailer they cut together of amazing trailers so i am down for this i'm gonna give it a three Based on uh, uh, Colin Trevorrow coming back and trying to prove himself after uh, that Star Wars fiasco. Not his fault he wrote a better Star Wars script and they wouldn't film it. So, <laughs> No comment. <laughs> All right. So then the next trailer, uh, this one, <laughs> this one we might not have Aubrey go see. Uh, this one <laughs> is uh, the new Jordan Peele movie, Nope. Uh, we actually got some actual footage from this one. Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, uh, Stephen Young is in it. Uh, and it comes out in July. I think it looked, the scenes that they showed were amazing. But, Joey, what about you? What did you think of the trailer? And uh, give me a, uh, give a fucking meter. Well, I'm a zero. There, there just weren't enough white people I in the movie. Knew that was coming. And representation is so important, Mark Ellis. I don't know if you know about this or not. But, but um, you, you, <laughs> fuck you, Joey. <laughs> Thank you. Home video hustle. I love it. Hashtag fuck you, Joey. I love it. Um, no, I'm joking, obviously. Uh, this looks phenomenal. I'm terrified of alien abduction, so I, maybe I will also not be able to watch this. Oh, opera. my God. I, I will go see it. I don't care, but uh, it looks great. I have no idea what the plot is. And I got to tell you, I'm done. I'm done with trailers for it now. I don't want to see anything else. I'm, I'm all good. I know I want to see it. I know it's going to be cool. I don't want to see anything else from this movie. 
So I will be not watching any more trailers. Uh, maybe I'll hide my eyes in the movie theater if a trailer plays so I don't get spoiled. I just I don't want it to be ruined. I really liked uh, Get Out. I think Get Out is like a masterpiece. Uh, I, I'm sure you guys agree with me on that. Yeah, it's um, in my DVD collection, even though I've seen it a hundred times. You loved it so much you bought it on DVD and not Blu-ray. That's how much you loved it. Ah, oh, fuck. I meant Blu-ray. You know what I meant, goddammit. <laughs> I bought it on a paper clip case on it. (laughs) I got it on Betamax. That's how much I love this movie. (laughs) It has a purple ribbon across the top that says widescreen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have a laser disc, motherfucker. Uh, No, Get Out's a masterpiece. I loved Us. Um, Aubrey, you didn't see that, right? Or did you see that? I didn't see any of that because it looked scary as fuck. Yeah, they were scary movies. Um, I loved Us, and I think it does fall apart a little bit if you sit down and be like, well, let me try to make this make a lot of sense. But it, it's not supposed to make sense. Fuck it. it. The movie looks great. It's scary, and it's a great fucking concept. I loved that movie. So, I mean, Jordan Peele's two for two for me. Uh, it, I have no reason to not be excited about this movie. I, I have theories and ideas of what it could possibly be about, but I'm not going to go into those. I'm just mm. going to enjoy the ride. Uh, five out of five for Nope for me. Gotcha. Five out of five. Cannot wait. All right, Aubrey, I, we're probably not going to make you watch it, but did you at least check out the trailer? Nope. Because <laughs> it looks like a whole bunch of nope. All right. All right. So uh, Aubrey is off the board for that one. Uh, I'm going to agree with you, Joy. I'm also going to give it a five because the visuals look amazing. Uh, and I think Jordan Peele definitely has something to say. And even the trailer itself is just like a, a um, was enjoyable, even without getting the rest of the movie. So, yeah, I'm, I'm psyched for this one. Uh, I'm giving it a five, and we will be checking that out. Comes out July 22nd, and we already have a guest lined up, so you're you're free and clear, Aubrey. All right. So then the last one. This one is not going to be on a big screen. This one is going to be streaming. Uh, but we finally got footage of the much talked about, and I believe probably the most expensive TV show in the history of television, uh, Lord of the Rings: The Rings of. I'm oh, sorry. Let me let me do that again. Lord of the Rings, colon, the Rings of Power. So this is coming out September 2nd on Amazon. Uh, It looks like they spent all of the money in the world to produce it. And uh, yeah, we're getting some more Lord of the Rings. So, Aubrey, I know you must have seen this trailer. How do you feel about Lord of the Rings, colon, the Rings of Power? Um, I think the name sucks, but I am super excited. I hope that it's going to be all that I want it to be and more. So I'm going to give it a five out of the give a fuck meter. Cause I'm super excited. Wow. A big old five. All right, Joey. <sighs> all right. So if we're just talking about the project, like the TV show itself, I would be a five out of five. I got to tell you, this trailer didn't really do much for me. Um, it looks expensive, so that's good. Obviously the money's all up there on the screen. We're not going to get any (laughs) Amazon. If you're out there, cover your ears. I know you listen to everything we say. It's not going to be like the wheel of time where they spent a lot of money on the first couple episodes. And it looked like Xena and Hercules for like the rest of the season. Um, (laughs) Even though I liked that show, I'm just saying they spent a lot of money on that pilot. (laughs) They're spending, I think, like five hundred million dollars an episode or some shit on this. It's like insanity, however much they're spending. Uh, And it looks it. It looks amazing so 
everything looks cool. I have no idea what the storyline is. I'm sure it's from some fucking appendix of some fucking book that they found under J.R. Tolkien's like table, keeping his leg from the table leg like steady. <laughs> like some shit he wrote in a diary somewhere. His like great grandkids is like, ah, I think I could sell this. It's fine. If you don't like it, don't even worry about it. It's it's fan fiction. It's, he didn't Tolkien didn't write it. Don't worry about it. If if you like the movies and you like the books and you want to see some more cool shit, I think this is going to pull it off. I just thought the trailer wasn't that great. They could show anything like here's an elf shooting an arrow. Okay, here's uh, a lady running and a horse. Okay, <laughs> and then it's like some guy grabs a kid's hand. Uh, okay, like nothing like jumped out and like grabbed me. I don't know what I wanted to see like, like Sauron like doing the Roger rabbit or some shit, but like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, did, <laughs> I, I didn't think the trailer jumped out and grabbed me, but then again, I don't even know if it has to, uh, well, I'm going to be there day one anyway. So we're obviously going to watch it for the podcast. Uh, I'm hoping our, our good friend, uh, Jeff Bezos over there, Amazon can uh, hook us up with some early access. So that would be great, but we'll see. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm five out of five for the concept. I'm probably about a two and a half out of five for this trailer. All right. So I'll put you in a, in a middle in like three, three and a half. Yeah. Three sounds good. Three. All right. yeah. three. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like the original Lord of the Rings trilogy is pretty much a masterpiece. Even the extended editions um, all together. I think that's just like a good, solid run of filmmaking. Because um, I consider those, instead of three movies, I consider it was just one one big movie. Uh, the Hobbit, you know, tried to recreate some of that and didn't quite get there. So, you know, I don't know if if another Lord of the Rings that doesn't have that easily identifiable, like, hero, villain, um, warriors, you know, I don't know if it, it if that's going to work or not. So I'm going to, I'm going to reserve my judgment until... I see what the show is, what the the first few episodes, like where the story is going. Uh, But from the trailer, yeah, there wasn't anything that really sold me other than (laughs) as I'm watching, I'm like, oh my God, I think Aubrey's going to love this. I think this is all for Aubrey. So I'm going to give it a, you know, I'm going to give it a three also. Uh, Because like you said, Joey, it looks nice. Like you can tell the money is there, but it's all about story for me. So we'll see if they can pull me in with the story. Uh, but Lord of the Rings will start streaming on Amazon September 2nd. Market calendars. I am so excited to find out what Aubrey thinks of this when it drops. That's like, got to pass the Aubrey test. Yes, exactly. I know. I, I can't wait to see what story they choose to go with. Because I, I don't even think that they have really released entirely which storyline they're going with. So we'll see. Jeff Bezos hook his sister up. <laughs> I know it's a it's a prequel, so we're gonna get to see young Jar Jar, young Jar Jar, yeah, young Anakin. Um, no, young uh, whoever Kate Blanchett played, get Gladriel, uh, Gadriel, yeah, yeah. So her and uh, Hugo Weaving, young whoever whatever character Hugo Weaving played, we're gonna get to see the young versions of them. I don't I know how we did that though in the Hobbit. We got to see younger versions of them. No. But it's pro- yeah, this would be like taller version. This would be them like in little elven diapers crawling around. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Those are all of the big trailers that uh, I think are worthy of talking about. There's a good. There was a gazillion other things that are coming out, but we're not going to be here all night, and we'll be talking about those um, on the show anyway. So I figured we'll just concentrate on those big ones. All right. Well, that was the news. So now it's time to jump into our main event, the full season review of the Book of Boba Fett from Disney Plus. 
We all had a chance to watch it and check it out. We're going to ask a couple questions of these guys. We're going to get their impressions, non-spoiler. And then Markellis will play the drop, delineating the spoilers. So if you not finished the season yet, you just wanted to know what we thought, you'll know and you can bounce. The rest of you stick around. We'll talk a little more in depth after the spoiler drop. But to start, what did you think of the book of Boba Fett, Aubrey Litchfield? It was not as good as The Mandalorian. Did you binge watch it or did you watch it? I did. I I waited until the entire thing came out and then I watched it because I don't like waiting. (laughs) So you waited longer to watch it. (laughs) Yes. Excellent. I love it. I love it. Markellis Reagans. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure why the show was made. I think it was okay. <laughs> That's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, they made they already made a kick-ass Boba Fett TV show a few years ago and it was called The Mandalorian. So I'm not really sure why this show exists. But that being said, it is Star Wars. So yeah, I thought it was okay. I thought through the seven episodes, most were okay. Some were good, and then a few were like amazing. So it's like varying uh varying levels there. But I thought it was all right. Okay. All right. You know, I I hate to have the same opinion across three people, but I am in the same boat as both of you guys. I thought it was okay. I think the Mandalorian stuff. So if you are just huge into the Mandalorian, you don't want to watch all of seven episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. You can come in on episode five and watch five, six, seven, and you're all set. You didn't miss a goddamn thing. Um I just, I, you know, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. This is now, I think, the third podcast I've been on talking about Book of Boba Fett in some form. I don't know what I wanted from a Boba Fett TV show. I didn't know what I wanted from a Boba Fett TV show when I was four years old when Empire Strikes Back comes out. I didn't know when I was 15 years old and memorizing uh, Star Wars role-playing game manuals. I, and, I, and I don't know now, when I'm 45 years old, what I want. Um, what I didn't want was this. <laughs> so um, I, I will say it, it, it's a bit of a mess. It's a mess. The first half of the season is a mess. Uh, the rest of the show kind of course corrects uh, as it goes along into a, something completely different. And I enjoyed watching what I saw for the most part. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was the best thing I watched all year. That's not going to happen. So. Again, don't take it as this huge thumbs down or it's something like why the last man or some like abomination. You want to claw your own eyes out while you're watching it. Uh, It's not that it's just it's not it's not as good as it could be. The bar is set very high and and it didn't clear that bar. And and it's just not up to the standard. I guess we had set for a lot of these Disney Plus shows between the Marvel stuff and the two seasons of Mandalorian. So uh, it was okay. That's the best I got. So I guess it's three thumbs in the middle. Markellis, did you binge it or watch it weekly? Uh, I watched it weekly because with these type of shows, which I, I learned from The Mandalorian, if you don't, if you if you uh, jump on social media and something really cool happens, it'd be spoiled. So I tried to watch it like as soon as I could. Oh, they don't even they don't even try anymore. Nobody people aren't even trying anymore. Like you go on Twitter and you're like trying to avoid stuff. It, it'll just be you go to search and, and it's just in the trending. You know, it's right. like hashtag. Complete utter spoilers. Hashtag complete other spoilers <laughs> trending. Like, uh, thanks. I also watched it weekly. Uh, it's just me and my son watch it every week together. So it was something fun for us to do. But I wish uh, I could binge watch this stuff. I got to be honest with you. But that is our initial impressions. What we thought. 
thumbs in the middle across the board. So if you haven't finished Book of Boba Fett, go do that and come on back. Or if you don't care, stick around. Now we're going to drop the drop, and then we're going to spoil the Book of Boba Fett. Yes. Fuck you, Joey. Sorry, I had to throw that in here one more time. Hey. Who wants to hear a spoiler? Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right. So a full season of Book of Boba Fett. Marcellus Reagans, what did you like about the show? Give me some things you liked. All right. So I did like the fact that they we actually got to see Boba escape from the Sarlacc pit. Uh, and the fact that it played out exactly how Patton Oswalt uh, joked about like years ago, I thought was pretty funny. Uh, so, yeah, cross that off the list of something that I never thought I would see ever in my life. I thought... Uh, Black Chrysanthemum, the giant Wookiee. I thought he was pretty cool. He's a cool character. I didn't read any of the comic books that he's in, but I thought he was really, really cool. Everything about episode five, <laughs> I thought was amazing. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is killing it in a directing game. She is so talented and it really shows, you know, and I love Robert Rodriguez, but man, his lack of skill was on full display during these episodes. And I'm like, oh, man, I thought you were better than this, dude. And then Bryce <laughs> Dallas Howard comes and just mops the floor with the directing. I'm like, Jesus, this this woman is amazing. Um, Do you think it's because he's used to working so like low budget? Yeah, I think so. I think he's his scope is like, OK, we'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do this. Get it done. Get it done. Get it done. And that kind of, I think his his brain just kind of works in that that rapid speed motion, where you can tell like Bryce Dallas Howard, her scenes or the the way that the show was set up, it it has like a it's like an epic, it expands, you know what I mean? It, it just felt bigger. So I don't know. Well, he did good on on Battle Angel Alita. He was great there. I don't know what happened here on the show. Uh, he was good when he did um, single episodes of Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, and they let him come in and play, and he just, you know, got to play with the toys. I'm not sure. He's, I don't know. He just wasn't as good as I thought he would be, given that position. I liked the uh, the appearance of the Darksaber. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I thought the the uh, the return of the N1 Starfighter, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. What's his name? Cobb, Van- Cobb Vanth coming back. Timothy yep. Oliphant, I thought was awesome. Uh, shout out to Ahsoka Tano. The special effects on Luke Skywalker, spoilers, uh, was way better this time around. I thought they did a really good job. Uh, Mando and Boba Fett with their jetpacks fighting back to back, I thought was actually really cool. Uh, so I will give Robert Rodriguez credit for that. That looks pretty cool. Um, shout out to uh, Nat from uh, Yellow Jackets as the uh, biker girl. <laughs> They're watching this show and I'm like, hey, That's wait a minute. Who that was. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I know that chick. Get out of here. So, uh, yeah. And a uh, shout out to the return of uh, Max Rebo, who was not in the, the uh, cantina when it exploded. So, uh, Max Rebo will return. Thank God. That's right. <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield, you watched seven episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. What did you like about it? I liked the episodes with the Mandalorian in it. <laughs> So three out, three out of the seven. Yeah. The, um, the first couple, you know, somebody had talked to me about it before and they were like, oh, you know, it was kind of boring. I was like, mm, I don't know about that. So then I started watching it and I was like, no, no, they're totally right. It is kind of boring. The beginning episodes are super boring. I actually fell asleep 
during a couple of them. Uh, the last three episodes are the best episodes out of the entire thing because it, it has the Mandalorian, it has Grogu. Like, and I, and I didn't really want a Boba Fett show to begin with. I kind of more wanted like a Leia show so we could see how she became head of the Rebel Alliance and all of that stuff. Like, I wanted that. I don't know as it, I could have dealt with like a Boba Fett movie and been fine, but I felt like a show was too much. Mm-hmm. And it definitely felt like that. Um, but I did I did like the the last three episodes. All right. All right. Well, you know, I think right off the bat the show the show looks great. The visuals look great, the special effects look great. I think I love Boba Fett's look uh, in his older look with the uh outfit kind of over like the uh like I don't even know what you would call it, like a serape or whatever he's wearing there. Um, I, I just think, I think everything looks cool. Um, I love Mingna Wen as Finnick Shand. Uh, no doubt. She's great. Um, everything from episode five on once we started dealing with the Mandalorian, uh, of course was great. Uh, I loved seeing all of the characters from that show come back <laughs> into this other show. That wasn't very good. They decided to just make it a different show halfway through. So yep. that was great. Um, it was nice to see Mando. It was, uh, I was kind of worried there. He went to go see the armorer and she asked him if he took his helmet off. Why didn't he just say no? Yeah. Right. She wasn't there. She wouldn't know, but, uh, I, I loved, uh, anything with Mando and Grogu obviously is going to be awesome. Um, my favorite thing in that whole episode with Luke and everybody else was when they're walking and Luke would use the force to like pick up Grogu and like lift him over. The- right. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking rolling like every time that happened i was dying um i i i, I know eventually I, i'm assuming at some point we'll get sick of it but i gotta tell you anything with grogu is fucking awesome <laughs> when he like walks out into the middle of the street to confront the robot <laughs> like come on like just the the way the puppet or like however whatever it is like walks it's like hilariously cute and then <laughs> thank you when they did the whole thing where he's like, and like using the force, you're like, I was like, oh my God, he, Luke taught him some crazy shit. He's going to crumple this rope. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> he's just trying to steal a fucking trinket off of it. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was great. I, and I liked in the middle of, uh, of everything. Mando was like, oh, you kept the shirt. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, but you know, anything with the characters we already like was, was awesome. So I did like the last episode with the uh, rancor and everything else. I thought that was all cool stuff, but it, it just took a while to get there, unfortunately. So, mm. uh, so I mean, it sounds like for all three of us, it pretty much like tur- the show turns on a dime when you hit episode five, then it's like, wow, this is great. Right. <laughs> unfortunately, there's stuff before it. So Marcellus, what about those things you didn't like about the show? Uh, again, I just don't understand what Boba's motivation was throughout the show. Like, okay, we, we saw return. We all saw return of the Jedi. We all know how Jabba is like, you know, he has his palace. He sits up there. He's got his rancor. He's got his uh, slave girl dancing. You know, he has his guards outside the door. You know, he has like the nice setup. I don't understand why Boba Fett would want that. Like, why would he want that life? And then why would he not have guards outside the door, like guarding him? Like the, the Wookiee comes in and just rips him out of the, the back, the tank. I'm like Jesus. What? How are you? How are you not paying attention, or how are you not following in the steps of Jabba, considering how much he ruled for so long? 
Like, I don't get why he wants to be the big boss. And again, they already made a cool Boba Fett show. It's called The Mandalorian. It's If they had the rights to it, they would have done that instead. The fight scene between uh, when Boba and Finnick Shan were in the street and they were uh, surrounded by the mayor's assassins, I thought was filmed very clumsily. Uh, it was so <laughs> boring. I'm like, why? why? This should be more exciting. This is like episode one or two. I should feel a little bit right. more excitement about this. And I didn't. The whole backstory with the Tuscans, I thought for sure that was going to pay off towards the end, and it doesn't. So I'm like, why? Why do we care that he was helped by Tuscans? He gets he we saw him come out of the Sarlacc pit with his armor. Um, obviously the Jawas take it, but why does he think he the armor is still in the Sarlacc pit? Like, why does he go get the ship and go back to the Sarlacc pit to get his armor? Like, what makes him think that he got out of there without it? That just confounded me. Uh, they killed Jessica Biel's character, which I thought was really shitty because she had like two lines. <laughs> And then she was gone. Uh, I think they killed Sasha Banks' character, too. No, she wasn't even in this. They said that there was only those two left. Those are only two, like, Mandalorians left. From his clan. Oh, and she's with, what's her name? With Bo-Katan. Yeah, she's with Bo-Katan. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I, Bro, I keep tabs on <laughs> Sasha Banks, okay? <laughs> Good. I'm glad she's still around. What the Aren't hell? we all? <laughs> what the hell was Luke doing for the past six years? Like he goes and gets, oh my God, he gets Grogu, right? He's like, all right, I will take this child. I will take this child. I will teach this child the ways of the force to become a Jedi. And I will take him back to my school that doesn't exist. That's still in the process of being built. And he's going to be my first student. And I'm like, what? Why did you take, what are you doing? What? I don't understand the, the whole reason for this. Like they put in Mandalorian, they put Grogu on a rock. Big beam goes out in the sky People who are force sensitive will pick up on the antenna and come and get them. And the only person that does it is Luke. And Luke does it to take him to a school that doesn't exist. What the hell has he been doing for the past five or six years? So is, I feel like they're making this stuff up as they go along. And usually you can't see the seams, at least in Mandalorian, you can't see the seams. In Boba Fett, you can totally see it. It's all being made up and it's, some of it's not landing. And that's it. Pretty much just. Some of Robert Rodriguez directing, I still think, was a little disappointing. All right, Aubrey, what about you? Things you did not like. Like I said, like the first five episodes were super boring. Um, I don't really know what I expected of a Boba Fett show. I don't know what I was hoping for. I, I think I would have done well with just a Boba Fett movie. I think a show is kind of overkill because, you know, it, I don't know. I also don't like how much um, Boba Fett takes off his helmet. You know, he is still a Mandalorian. That is part of, you know, the whole thing. So that is annoying to me as well. Um, yeah, The whole thing really turned when the Mandalorian comes back in. And I don't really feel like it is a good Boba Fett show. It doesn't do Boba Fett justice because it's not good when Boba Fett is a part of it. So... I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't know if I, I don't know. It, there's just a lot that should have been changed. All right. All right. Um, you know, I'm in pretty much in agreement with you guys. The first half of the series is brutal. And and I feel like I actually thought the flashback stuff when he's with the Tuscans was at least entertaining. 
uh, and interesting. So uh, we got to see the Tuscan Raider culture. We got to see them fighting the train and the um, Nikto biker scout gang, like that kind of stuff. I, I thought that was interesting, at least interesting. It wasn't super boring, um, but it kept flashing forward then to Boba Fett is the Daimo of Mos Espa, but isn't do anything. Like he, he just sits there and they'll walk into town and go to one of the same three sets and then somebody will talk and they might shoot a gun every now and then or something, but then they'll just walk back yep. to palace and sit down. And, <laughs> and you're right, Mark, like I, I thought, you know, maybe, all right, so he's going to be the crime boss. Okay. Maybe it'll be him gathering his crime syndicate or whatever, but it, it's not like his whole crew is like two Gamorrean guards without shirts on. Yep. Uh, and and Finnick Shand and him in that giant palace in an 88 droid. <laughs> <laughs> and Danny Trejo is around somewhere, I guess. But like, where was all the people and the stuff? Like, what what was the plan? Right. Where is him like shaking down people to get money or or just, you know, doing anything to like be the boss of that town? He's doing nothing. <laughs> just doing anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> A lot of people have said it's like, oh, well, Tamora Morrison's older. You can't do crazy action scenes. I'm not asking for this to be the fucking raid. Uh, I just just can, can like anything happen. <laughs> like, it, it felt like the present day story in the first half of the season was just going nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just did not feel like it had any forward traction at all. And I did like the flashback stuff. I thought the first episode when he killed that whatever weird uh, Ray Harryhausen monster was kind of cool. I liked when the the thing with the train and that kind of stuff. I liked seeing the uh, Tusken Raider culture and stuff. But, man, I got to tell you, that was not enough of a hook for um, almost four hours of television. That just wasn't it just wasn't enough of a hook. And you're right, Mark. You know, you have the very first episode, of the series, and, and it just didn't feel like there was enough of a hook there. Like, mm-hmm. It was walk back and forth. Here's a shitty action scene and then see you next week. Like, I, 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 I don't know if it was overconfidence with them after the Mandalorian couple seasons were so popular and award nominated that they are just like, we're doing whatever the fuck we want. We don't care. I, 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 I don't know what the hell happened, but the whole series up until it turns into Mandalorian season 2.5 was I can tell you, I was, I was not really feeling it very much. And I don't think you'll find a bigger Boba Fett fan than me. But I, I wanted to see him do things, even if you didn't even have to have this storyline, if he just was out bounty hunting or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I just, I, when he sat down on the throne at the end credits of uh, Mandalorian Season 2 and, and Finnick Shand grabs the drink and they sit down on the throne and they both look badass and you're like, this is going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> Nothing awesome happened. They didn't do anything. He just sat around. And he, oh, God. Oh. And the action scenes, for the most part, were not well shot. The sequence where the biker Vespa scooter gang was yep. chasing that guy in a speeder was horrendous. That was some of the worst shot action in the entire Star Wars saga. Like, that was bad. I don't know what was going on there. But it looked like shit and it had no sense of speed or anything. It was just bad. We'll get into the biker gang in a few seconds. <laughs> but I, I just, I don't know. Like, once 
once it turns into Mandalorian season 2.5, it's completely enjoyable. And it's like, oh, we're sorry about those earlier four hours. Here's three hours of what you actually wanted to watch. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I enjoyed all the callbacks to Mando. I enjoyed all the callbacks to fucking uh, prequels. Uh, I thought Cad Bane was cool. Aubrey, did you like Cad Bane in this? Yeah, they were okay. <laughs> did you not? Did you not watch Clone Wars though? No, I didn't. Okay. I am also not a big Clone Wars person, so uh, you know sometimes it puts me on a lonely island when you know they start doing all these Clone Wars calls, callbacks and stuff, and I'm just like I don't really care because I didn't want to watch uh, 70 million hours of shitty animation, but. Yeah, I thought Cad Bane was cool. I thought the special effects looked cool, but then he just died. He got killed at the end. So oh, I he, guess we didn't see a body, so maybe he's still alive, but he could be alive, but he's also been around since and you haven't watched the Clone Wars, but he's been around since, you know, Anakin was a young man. So he he's he's been he's been around for a while. About time he died. Right. I I've watched enough seasons to know who it was and stuff like that. I just it's not my it's not my bag, baby. But I don't know, man. It just that first half of the season is just such a slog. It just drags it down into the dirt. And as much as I loved the little back half with all the Mandalorian stuff, it just felt like, well, why are we just not having Mandalorian season three right now? Why are, why do we even waste four hours of my life like watching this other stuff? So I don't know. But I got to ask you guys a couple questions. Aubrey, what did you think of the biker gang that Boba Fett employed? Um, I don't know. And it's weird. I didn't, I don't know. <laughs> Mark Ellis Reagans. What about the biker gang? I understand why they're there in a way, uh, you know, visually, but I didn't see the point of them. I, yeah, I didn't really like them. There's one point where one of the guys, like in the last episode, he does like a cool, like slow motion, John Woo spin around <laughs> with a gun. And I'm like, you don't deserve any of that. <laughs> I think I liked the idea of them more than I liked them as characters. And when it comes down to it, the guy that did the spin and the girl from Yellow Jackets were really the only two that had any kind of characterization or mattered in the long run. Yep. So I do like the idea of Boba Fett being like, OK, I'm going to employ the, these scumbags uh, in my crime empire. But I don't know how I felt about them being uh, on Power Rangers colored bikes yeah like the concept is cool but the colors of those bikes just they they stood out they didn't seem to fit within a star wars universe and you're right that chase scene was unbelievably bad yeah i think if you take keep everything exactly the same and make that a kick-ass action sequence i think people like those characters way more than they do with them the only thing we know about them is they're lame and everything they do is lame (laughs) Right. So it's not like they look like they look stupid, but when when shit goes down, they're awesome. You know, no, they're 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 lame and they're lame for the whole show. I was waiting for them to because they were like they kind of got introduced as they were like stealing water or they were accused of stealing water. So I thought that that was going to come back when they went to fight, you know, those big robots. I thought, you know, there was going to be some kind of water um, theft that was going to air and dirt. (laughs) Water, fire, That would have been cool. A giant magnet against those giant robots. That would have worked too. Yeah. But yeah, they like, I was waiting for their beginning story to come back towards the end. And even that didn't come back. So I'm like, why are they here? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't have a problem with them being modded or the guy like putting cybernetics on them. I don't have any 
real issue with them existing. I just wish they did anything that was anything that involved them was cool because nothing that involved them was cool at all. Yeah. It was just is physically cringing, embarrassing when that guy spun and shot the gun. Like it just <laughs> it was never earned to be do anything that cool. And it was just it was tough. Um, mm-hmm. Aubrey, would you watch season two of Bo- Book of Boba Fett? I don't know if I would really want to because I didn't really like season one. Would you watch it if we didn't make you watch it for the podcast? That's really the question. No, no probably not. Mark Callis. Of course, I'll watch it. Um, will I? Am I excited to watch it? No. Not unless Mandalorian shows up in episode two. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll definitely watch if it's Star Wars and there's a chance that it, you know there'd be some cool stuff in it. I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, it's hard for me to not watch anything that says Star Wars on it. But like Aubrey, I would not be excited about it. But now, Aubrey, does this dull your excitement for other Mandalorian spinoffs like Ahsoka and whatever is going to happen with uh, Cara Dune's TV show that doesn't exist anymore? Yeah, I wasn't really excited for those to begin with because I think that the Mandalorian is fine on its own. I think all spinoffs suck. All right, Markellis, I know how you feel about Rosario Dawson, but does this temper your expectations a little bit? It it's hard to say it's hard to say because the whole excitement element of boba fett was pretty much robert rodriguez coming in to do that episode of mandalorian uh but the dave filoni directed episode was actually really good for boba fett so if dave filoni is going to be overseeing the ahsoka show i think there's a better chance that it's going to be cool but you know mandalorian might have been a uh, lightning in a bottle you know, we will have to see how it goes forward with uh with the next set of shows. I am a little worried about Obi Wan though. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. We haven't seen jack shit for that, and it's coming out in a few months, so yeah. uh, it's a little worrying. But we'll see. Can't wait for more Tatooine. If there's nothing <laughs> else I want more of. It's more Tatooine and Star Wars. Just never get enough. Uh, yeah. Again, I'll watch anything that says Star Wars on it, but. I have the opposite feeling of you, Markellis. Uh, Dave Filoni, uh, he seems like he's got his head on his shoulders right when it comes to a lot of Star Wars stuff. But man, does he love to uh, insert Clone Wars crap into everything. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't didn't fucking watch it very much. <laughs> I made it through like three and a half seasons. I didn't like it. Yeah, I barely watched anything of Rebels. Like, I I don't know. It, it, sometimes it just seems like a little much, a little much. You know, not everybody liked the shitty animation of Clone Wars. So, yeah. Uh, maybe we could, we could dial that back a little bit, but we'll see. Again, it says Star Wars on. I'm going to watch it, and I have to anyway for the show. But my like Aubrey, my main excitement is going to go for the main Mandalorian series. So I guess we got to rate it. We got to rate season one in full, not just the last three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> the full season of the Book of Boba Fett. Aubrey Litchfield on a scale of zero to five, with five being the best and zero being the worst. What do you have for season one? I'm going to give it a um, three. Three sounds about right. The three sounds right. Uh, Markellis, how about you? Yeah, my score was a 3.5. 3.5 spinning blaster shots. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, I'm going to land right on that three. I'm going to agree with Aubrey here. I'm landing right on a three. I think the bad kind of outweighs the good. Uh, what's good is amazing and what's bad is bad. So it just kind of averages out to about a three. I think it's better than a two and a half and it's not horrendously awful or anything like that, but it's just, man, this should have been a absolute grand slam and it's just a solid double, which is very frustrating. So that's it. 
That is our review of the Book of Boba Fett now streaming on Disney Plus. Let us know if we're right, if we're wrong, or however you feel about it. Hit us up on social media. Let us know. But now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. In lieu of recommendations, in honor of Valentine's Day this week, I want you to suggest to me your favorite love song from a movie. Aubrey, Tom Hardy is walking across the dance floor in slow motion towards you. What song is playing in the background? Love Sucks from The Wedding Singer. Even if it was Tom Hardy coming to you? Yeah, probably. At this point. <laughs> what if you had a copy of uh, Let There Be Carnage on Blu-ray to give you? Maybe. Marcellus Reagans. This is a really easy question for me because uh, my woman crush of the year was actually in a movie where she was walking kind of towards a, on a dance floor towards our hero and the music that was playing was Ace of Base. I saw the sign. <laughs> so yeah, it's very easy for me to put myself into that character's position as a woman crush of the year is making her way across the floor to me. Well, um, I will tell you that what would warm the cockles of my heart would be everybody going to SoWizardPodcast.com where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Comic reviews, movie reviews, so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. You can go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast and find hours of free exclusive content there. Adam just dropped a bunch more interviews and movie reviews, so check it out. Don't forget our Patreon at Patreon.com backslash SoWizardPodcast where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content as well. This month, it's the only place to hear our review of season one of Yellow Jackets. Uh, and myself and Adam will have a new Star Wars talk video this month. We're going to go over some Star Wars news and kind of shoot the shit for you about Star Wars. And that's on video and only on Patreon. So check us out. For me, the only thing I want to hear when I see Scarlet Witch walking in slow motion towards me across the floor is... Uh, I, I had a million jokes in my head. I'm not even going to go for it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But I want to hear one of my favorite slow songs from a movie, Meet Me Halfway by Kenny Loggins, the love theme from <laughs> Over the Top. Of course. Of course. Because what, what says love more than a Sylvester Stallone movie about arm wrestling? Exactly. Exactly. What's, yeah. What says love more than a Kenny Loggins slow jam in the 80s? Oh, God. <laughs> nothing says love more than that so but that is it that is going to do it for episode number 393 of the so wizard podcast the march to episode 400 continues i have been your host joey DiCarlo, my co-host the queen of all depression aubrey litchfield take me out <laughs> and the experts mr marquee marquellis right uh, I'll take out Aubrey in like a spinning move from uh, the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, everybody, <laughs> have a great week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week with our review. Tom Holland and Marky Mark are uncharted. Feel the good vibrations with us next week. Good journey.